Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. My name is Dallas here, the host again joining you. Today we have two wonderful guests joining us, Pastor Victor Gill and Pastor Terry McComb. How are you guys doing today? Hey, we're doing just fine. It's a pleasure to have you. I was telling you guys before we we started recording here that this is not for the audience today. This is just for me. I'm excited for you guys to be here. I'm going to learn a lot about the super good news. The gospel is good news, and I'm excited of the project you guys are doing, and I'm, I really want to hear about it. So before we begin, I just want to give you guys some time to tell our audience who you are. You guys have been doing ministry for your entire lives. What can you tell us about yourselves? Okay, well, I can tell you that I'm 82 years of age, and uh, my wife and I, we got married after one, I was one year in the seminary. We got married on August 30, took a one-week honeymoon, and ended up in Louisville, Kentucky, in a second week of an eight-week evangelistic crusade, and we've been preaching as a team ever since. And I was about nine and a half when I gave my heart and life to Christ at a camp meeting, altar call, and I've been walking with the Lord ever since. And I consider that the single most important decision ever made in my life was to choose Jesus, and I've stayed with him ever since, and he has blessed my life so amazingly, I wouldn't know where to tell you how he has blessed so abundantly. So, Vic, what happened to you? Well, <laughs> my life is a little different than Terry's. Uh, I uh, felt a call to the ministry, actually, when I was about six to seven years old. A call to my, ministry? Yeah, my At stepmother took old. Wow. My, my stepmother took me to a series of evangelistic meetings, sat me in the front seat and said, now I want you to listen to that preacher. Don't take your eyes off him. Don't turn around. Just keep listening. And so I did. Night after night, we went there. And one night, I remember after going home, I said to my parents, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a preacher like that man. I felt a call to ministry. But unfortunately, uh, I got into my teen years. I was a high school dropout. I figured it's all over. I'll never reach that goal. But, you know, God, if God has a plan, he doesn't give up very easy. And uh, he worked things out, a series of events that worked out eventually. I went back to school. I finished uh, my high school. I got into college. And graduate with a degree in theology. And so uh, 
uh, I graduated in 71, 1971, and haven't looked back. I, it's been the best years of my life. I've worked for 27 years in the former Soviet Union, worked for 12 years in India, and, you know, I held meetings, of course, in Canada and U.S., all across Canada, and it's been a wonderful experience. Yeah. And how did you especially, guys... Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I say, especially in the Ukraine with these old warriors, these old soldiers, you know, who had their legs blown off and uh, had sticks for legs and who under 70 years of communism never heard the gospel, never held a Bible in their hands. And I give them Bibles, I invite them to accept Christ and the tears running down their cheeks. It was just an awesome experience. I praise the Lord for every opportunity I've had. And what I love about this is you guys aren't stopping. You guys are retired pastors, but you didn't stop there. You, you're continuing to push out content and to well, doing podcasts and stuff. So I'm well, impressed. Our, our Lord said, preach the gospel to every nation, kindred, tribe, tongue, and people. Mm -hmm. Then he will come. Yeah. Well, that job isn't done yet. And so... Uh, how how could you possibly just go play golf or do something silly when we can still do something for the Lord? Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. I like this. It puts a new meaning on retirement, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it gets retirement is the time where you can really do what you've been wanting to do all along, anyway. So yeah, you're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. November year 1095, Pope Urban II ignited the passions of the princes of Europe with his fiery sermon and a call for the holy war against the Saracen Turks. Inspired by this cause, Sir Rodrigo, a young knight from Castile, set out to join the crusade, but an unexpected encounter challenged his beliefs and leaves him determined to uncover the truth. Throughout his fateful journey, his unrelenting quest for truth will test his very faith in God. When the crusaders reach their final goal, find your copy of Deus Volt on Amazon today. Journey to the Royal Village tells the story of 40 kids that found their purpose in life by following simple but powerful biblical principles. In each one of their lives, you will witness the unique ways God uses to align His heart and their hearts. The impact is tremendous, and the invitation to follow God's heart is for everyone, regardless age. Find your copy of Journey to the Royal Village on Amazon today. And I was going to ask, how long ago did you guys meet? How did you guys meet each other? Well, it was in the ministry. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, Terry. Forty but, years ago, uh, maybe. At least, yeah. Because we least. did we did a series of meetings back in uh, in uh, Portage La Prairie uh, many many years ago. He was the preacher, and I was the I was the pastor there, and I had him come and do a series, and uh, that was a blessing. And with your time now, what do you guys usually do with your your time through the weeks? Are you preaching at other churches? Are you still traveling around? What are you guys doing with your time? Well, well yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say right up until COVID, mm -hmm. I was still going full time overseas, India, Ukraine, and wow. as well as in Canada and the U.S. And uh, so 
but COVID kind of put a damper on things, you know, slowed us down a bit. And so now that's why we want to get into the media because we still have a burden to save souls and to reach out to the lost. And uh, time is short. Jesus coming soon. Mm -hmm. we, we have such a wonderful message of truth, the, the everlasting gospel. It's just beyond words, you know. Mm -hmm. yes. and I was going to say, I, I'm sort of what they call a saddlebag preacher. There's a lot of little small churches close by, mm -hmm. and so I'm usually preaching at one of them uh, every weekend somewhere. And there's my hometown church, and I preach there at least once a month usually. Mm -hmm. And so still doing a preaching ministry and uh, enjoying it. It's fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. When you have a word to share, they keep coming. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why stop? Why stop? That's and I so want to introduce true. this project for our audience today. You guys have a project called Super Good News, and it's a joint effort between both you, Pastor Victor and Pastor Terry, who seek a real and biblical lifestyle change. And your goal is to reach the unreached through the digital media and popular video release platforms. And your channel, your project, will encourage people to live via nature, science, prophecy, and will reach the heart with art. Your goal right. is to bring the unreached into the eternal family and share the borders of the promised land to experience heavenly bliss now. Okay. Right. What else can you guys tell us about this? Well... I believe that one of the hardest audiences to be reached are the young people and youth here mm -hmm. in Canada, <clears throat> because in our public school system, Bibles are not allowed. They teach evil as evolution, I call it evolution. Evolution, yes. And so they uh, they really have never had a chance to hear uh, or have a Bible in their hand, or most of them don't go to church anywhere. And so we, we hope to reach out to that generation and give them a chance to uh, know the creator. Mm -hmm. And so what it's going to compose of, we're going to do about a 15-minute uh, joint talk on health. And we're, we're talking about Blue Zone health. Uh, in this book right here, if you can see that, uh, Blue Zone by Dan Butner. He's discovered there's about uh, five places in the world where people live to be 100 or more. And the only Blue Zone in North America is Loma Linda, California. And that's where the Seventh-day Adventists live. And since we're both Seventh-day Adventist pastors, uh, we figure we're qualified to talk about the Blue Zone for healthy living because you don't have to be Assembly evidence to live a blue zone lifestyle, mm -hmm. but you need to know what it is. And so the first 15 minutes, we'll be dialoguing on the uh, health aspect of Christianity. And then Vic will be preaching for about an hour from the word. And then I will conclude with a black light chalk picture. I call it drawing a conclusion. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I will draw a conclusion with a black light. And that'll be our basic format. Yeah. And so this is something that you would release weekly or bi-weekly. What does that look like for you? Well, actually, I think our plan is it's going to start on February 1. Okay. And it'll run for five nights. 
uh, except for Thursday night straight. And so it'll be five nights uh, for one week and then five weeks the next week. And this is part one in a series of 27 messages. And we have some fine young people like yourself who are all on the techie end of things. And mm -hmm. they try yeah, to right. teach, mm -hmm. they try to teach us old guys a new way to talk <laughs> and so forth. Another thing is, mm -hmm. I say, uh, yeah, very few people are into the word and into prophecy in these last days. And you know, like the Apostle Peter in 2 Peter 1.19, he said, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in our hearts. And so prophecy is like a bright light on a dark night and it illuminates the way. It's like signposts if you please. And, uh, you know, people need to realize where we are in the stream of time, because time is running out. And just like with uh, Noah and the flood, you know, Noah preached 120 years, the flood is coming. Come, help me build this ark. Come, get inside. But, you know, how many were saved in the ark? It was only eight people that were saved. I mean, you know, I have to take my hat off to Noah. He faithfully preached and proclaimed his word. Yeah. And uh, I always tell people, you know, your choice will determine your destiny. So choices are very important. And those choices need to be built on, on firm foundation. You know, God's word is true. His, his promises are sure. They're backed by the majesty of heaven. They're sealed with the blood of Calvary. Jesus cannot fail. And so, yeah, that's the burden of my heart is to try to make prophecy so plain and simple that even a child can understand it mm -hmm. and see the need of it, you know? Yeah. And so the Bible reveals God as the God who sees the end from the beginning. Amen. And he says he'll do nothing that he doesn't reveal his secret to the prophets. Well, the prophets spoke and wrote a long time ago, but unfortunately in our schools today, uh, at least in Canada, the Bibles are not allowed, uh, I don't think even on a school property. And so that generation of youth, they don't know the God of prophecy. And so Vic is revealing largely from the book of Revelation uh, the prophecies that tell us where we are in a stream of time and, and how to live a successful, happy life in that end time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what, let's, let's go another direction with this as well. Why would it be important to reach the unreached in 2022? Why do you guys have this passion inside of you to keep telling people to follow Jesus? Because it's a message that we need to hear, but why? Why do you still feel that it's your responsibility to do this? Well, if somebody doesn't know Christ, they're lost. Mm. And, and so the unreached, uh, sometimes I think we've preached to the church uh, and to the saints uh, many, many times they become almost gospel hardened. Mm -hmm. But there's another whole generation out there that they've never had a chance uh, 
to even know the name of Jesus other than a swear word. And so we want to introduce them to Jesus Christ as the creator and recreator. And my testimony is, after 82 years of life, uh, walking with Jesus has spared me a thousand headaches. Mm -hmm. And I have been blessed so amazingly by walking with Jesus, because it's amazing who won't walk with you, but it's also amazing who will. And I want the young people to have the same blessing I got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and besides that, you know, people need to understand that we're in a warfare. There's a warfare going on, and that war started in heaven between Lucifer and, and Christ and the angels. And he took a third of the angels with him. And like Paul says in Romans 6 or, or Ephesians 6, he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And, and people need to know that. They need to understand that, uh, you know, they, they have to choose which side they want to get on, right? And we, we hope by God's grace to make the gospel so attractive and so, so uh, important for people to realize that, hey, I have to make a decision, and my decision will determine my destiny. And that's the burden of our heart. Ministry is not something we choose, but God calls us into ministry, and, and uh, what a joy it is when we accept that call and become involved in it and see the changes that God, you know, makes vivid in people's lives, eh? Yeah. And when, when you're walking with Christ, you have his protection. And I was doing a talk at a high school one time about why you don't want to smoke or drink or do drugs. And one girl asked me the question. She said, have you ever drank or smoked or done drugs? And I said, no. I said, I gave my heart and life to Christ when I was nine and a half. And I said, he said no for me because in my whole lifetime, nobody ever offered me a cigarette or a girly magazine or drugs or alcohol because they knew McComb's walking with Christ. He, yep. He's not interested. And so Christ is a wonderful protection. Mm -hmm. And our youth need that protection today. I absolutely, absolutely agree with this. Amen. This is what this is the message I'm preaching on Sunday on Saturday night at a English service here in Brazil. We need to live set apart. Amen. There's just some things as young people, as believers, that we have to say, this is not for me. This is not for the believer. But why do Christians look like the world today? I think mm. it's because we're entertaining the same things that are designed for the world. It's not designed yeah. for me but we're still consuming ourselves with this type of stuff. The same things you're talking about. I absolutely agree with that message. This is something that our young people need. Definitely. There's only one savior in the world and knowing him and walking with him is the only way out of this world. That's worth following. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What has been the biggest lesson that you have learned as a pastor, if you could offer some advice to somebody like me who is who has the opportunity to preach sometimes, what would you say 
for that. The greatest blessing, uh, like Terry just mentioned, uh, you know, all of the, the, the various pitfalls that we could have fallen into, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, by walking with Jesus, by walking in the light of his word. I mean, I remember reading the book of Proverbs when I was a young man. And I, I'll tell you, that book has meant so much to me because, you know, he talks about the seductive woman and how Satan works through different avenues to lure us into his trap and, and how, you know, by, by walking with Jesus and receiving power and grace from above, we don't need to fall into those pitfalls. We don't, we don't need to get involved in these kind of, of uh, sinful uh, practices to get a high. We get our high from Jesus, right? And I keep telling people, you know, sin is never attractive in the past tense. Yeah. It's only in the present and future. He makes it look so, so exciting and so, you know, uh, he wants to create an anxious in you to, to, okay, the devil says, here's your opportunity, go for it. But no, God says, come, sit down, let's reason together, saith the Lord, right? And so we need to, we need to sit down and count the cost. Praise God. Yes. You know, Jesus says, if I ever learned anything, not only as a pastor, but as a Christian, uh, walking with Jesus is certainly the, the, the way to go. Yeah, I absolutely agree, Terry, with you as well. Amen. That, that um, yeah, with my testimony, our audience knows some of my testimony, but for you guys, just to to join with what you're saying here, I was a drug addict about five oh. years ago, and so my life was a little bit different starting out than your guys giving your life to Jesus at a young age, and. Like you said, my that sin, when I look back, nothing of that is attractive. Nothing of that oh. was beneficial for my life. It only destroyed. And in that moment, what led me into the temptation of drugs and alcohol and that lifestyle, it was attractive at the time. But now, mm -hmm. not at all. And so for all of our audience listening out there, listen to that piece of advice. That sin mm -hmm. is only attractive in the past, not in the future. And if you can take that moment... I like this so much what you're saying. I'm going to apply this to my life and I'm going to preach this too. I'm going to steal that because that's so good that it's the not Lord. attractive in the future. That's it, man. And I, so I think the thing that I've learned is that the most basic fundamental law of all life is the law of the farm, the law of genetics, sowing and reaping. Yeah. And everything we do in life is either sowing or reaping, mm -hmm. and the Lord led me to go more into the science, nature side of things, and my wife and I wrote five books for kids, The Gospel According to a Dandelion, Gospel According to a Blade of Grass, Gospel According to a Snowflake, Gospel According to Trees, and our latest book, Gospel According to Thornless Blackberries, because I find in today's world, people tend to want to worship science, but they forget that there's a God of science and all the food we eat has a belly button and an umbilical cord that God creates life in the plant and we eat that plant and we live. And so it's all the result of what he's doing and we just get to reap the benefits. Yeah. 
Amen. Yeah. I want to ask as well, what are the, what are some of the content that you guys are going to post? So you said you have 27 different series that you're going to talk about different messages. What are some of the topics you're going to discuss? Well, the first one is uh, our day in the light of prophecy. So that's going to be, we're going to deal with Daniel chapter two. And in Daniel chapter two, you remember the gold, the big image, the head of gold, the arms and chest of silver, Mm -hmm. the belly and thighs of brass, the legs of iron and the feet of iron and clay and the 10 toes. And so when we look into that chapter, we discover that God has given us like over 2,500 years of prophecy which most of it has already been fulfilled exactly the way God said it would. And uh, now, uh, I mean, the head represented Babylon. Babylon came and gone. Uh, Medo-Persia has come and gone. Greece came and gone. Uh, Pagan Rome come and gone. We're down into the toenails of that image now. And the next thing is that stone that's going to come and smite the image on the feet and grind it to powder. And we know in Daniel 2, 43 to 45, we know that that stone is none other than the second coming of Jesus. And so, yeah, that's, that's night number one. And so we, uh, we just want to make help people. I want to build their faith in the word of God. God is not guessing. God has given us an outline of history in advance. And like Terry mentioned uh, there uh, a moment ago, uh, where was it, Terry? In, in 3 7, uh, you know, where God says he, he, he's not going to do anything without telling his prophets. He does nothing, but he reveals it to the sec- his secrets, secrets to the prophets. Yeah. Where's that text? <laughs> I forget the text, but I know the verse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know the, I know the text, but it's, Old age is creeping up. But anyway. Yeah, we have an excuse. <laughs> He's 82. I'm 85. Praise the Lord. But anyway, yeah. And so uh, number two is how how near are we to the second coming of Jesus? And that's Matthew 24, where Jesus gave us over 20 signs that the end is near, right? Yeah. And then uh, number three, I give an overview of what's coming. Uh, number night number four is peace of mind. That's that's the gospel, and that introduces Christ's ministry in the heavenly sanctuary. What He's doing for us there now, and so it's just night after night. It's a different subject, you know, but it's all prophecy related. Yeah, and it's it's going to open up the Bible to people like they've never seen it before, right? And so, like Terry said, we're preaching mostly from Revelation, but also Daniel and Revelation. Those two books go together. They're like a hand and a glove. eh? You can't understand one without the other, but when you put them together, they they unfold, they open up. Yeah. So that's uh, I'm going to be dealing with some pretty serious subjects like for example, the greatest warning God's ever given in Scripture has to do with the mark of the beast. That's Revelation 14, verse 9 and 10. And God warns the people there that if you receive this mark, you will suffer his wrath poured out without mixture, means without mercy, right? So people must understand 
they must understand who the beast is and what his mark is. If, if you don't understand that, it's easy to receive the mark and think you're doing God's will. So we have to uncover and open up a lot of these so-called mysteries, but they're not mysteries when we use the Bible to explain it. Yeah, and so we're dealing with the seven last plagues. We're dealing with, uh, you know, what happens when we die and with hell and all these subjects. Yeah, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be talking about health from the Bible perspective. Amen. God gave the human race a diet right there in Genesis chapter 1, and, and he said, this, this is what you're to eat. And it's exciting when the world today, and, and this book here by Colin T. Campbell, The China Study, that's the most comprehensive uh, nutritional study ever done. It was done for 40 years, and uh, I encourage people to read the book. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be talking about a lifestyle that doesn't involve anything dying. Uh, a plant-based diet is covers all the nutrition that we need and enables us to have good, vigorous health. And it also is good for the planet that uh, we don't have to eat the animals. Let's get our vegetables and our vitamins right straight from the original food instead of going through the digestive system of some other animal. And so we'll be talking about the health message, but it's more than a health message. It's more a whole lifestyle of walking with Jesus, exercise, and, and, and the whole aspect. And I'm going to be looking at it from an anatomy perspective. In other words, we're going to, the Bible, well, the body has 12 different systems that feed 100 trillion cells, and 100 trillion cells make up our body. And so we're going to look at each one of those systems, respiratory system, the circulatory system, uh, the muscular system, and all these different systems. And we're going to look how they reveal a creator uh, and not man. And when you think about it, which one of the 12 systems evolved first? Well, they got all be there at the same time with life or done work at all. And so we're going to be looking at the health of the body from a creation viewpoint, why God made our 12 systems the way he did, and the one of it all, you know, 100 trillion cells doing something together, you know, and that's, that's our body, and we were made in his image. And so we're sort of a walking universe and don't recognize it. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that right there is a miracle that we are walking, talking, breathing, functioning. Absolutely. In his image. In his image. Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask another question here. What can we do now as believers? What is our responsibility? Because I think you guys are a perfect example of what we're supposed to do with our life. Our life is not just designed for comfort. It's not just designed to work until you retire and then to stop and sit on the beach or play golf, like you said. What should a believer do today for the rest of their life? Well, I think the Lord wants us to have experimental religion. And when we begin to share the resurrected life of the Lord Jesus with people, not so much 
as a Bible study, but the way I relate to them. If their cow is sick, I try to go help them get their cow well. If their fence needs mending, I go mend the fence. Mm -hmm. And the joy of service is the only real joy left in this world. Mm -hmm. And I think God wants his people with big smiling faces helping their neighbors, uh, the unbelievers, uh, whatever, with whatever need they have, whether it's mental, physical, or spiritual. Mm -hmm. And we're to be the salt of the earth. And mm -hmm. salt is a preserving factor. And so we want to share health, if that's what it is. If it's a physical need, share the physical need. So I think everybody needs to be actively sharing what Jesus is done in their life. Yeah, Jesus said, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, right? And so we want, we want Christ to be seen in us. And just like Terry said, you know, when you see a need, we, we, we want to go and try and satisfy that need. And, and uh, you know, my early years before I got in ministry, I was a builder. And uh, I built a lot of buildings, barns, dairies, milking parlors, houses, and that sort of thing. And uh, in ministry, I've been instrumental in, in uh, going, putting on somebody's roof on their house. And they didn't, you know, they were poor. They had no money. They had, didn't have no knowledge. And, and uh, I remember in Newfoundland, uh, I went and did that for a fisherman who was out to sea for two weeks. And when he came home, the roof was on his house and he couldn't believe it. Well, who did that? Oh, that was the Sunday Adventist pastor. <laughs> and, uh, you know, today that whole family are Christians serving the Lord. And, and uh, even uh, their son is in ministry as a result. And so it pays to serve the Lord, right? <laughs> And sometimes we think, well, the only way that you're going to help somebody is you got to read a Bible text to them and yeah. hammer them over the head with it, you know, <laughs> and, and make a convert out of them. But I believe the best way is the Jesus way. Mm -hmm. Jesus spent most of his time healing people physically. Mm -hmm. And so, likewise, we can be the salt of the earth and we can mingle and salt has to mingle with what it's going to preserve so we mingle among men as one who desires their good yeah. minister to their needs win their confidence and after we've won their confidence then we say come follow me you know follow mm -hmm. this this savior and they want to not have to mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a good point introducing jesus as someone to be followed as well right. Right. Not someone that's whipping us over the back with a a rod and say, do this, do that, don't do this. You know, Jesus is attractive. And I think it's, like you say, our responsibility to to be generous, to be kind to people and show the love of Christ to the world. Because it is a wonderful thing to serve the Lord. It is a wonderful thing to be a Christian and a believer. And Amen. I absolutely agree with everything you guys are saying. I'm super blessed by your time here today. Yeah, go ahead, Terry. I was just going to say, when we minister to someone's need, not my need, their need, mm -hmm. and when we minister to that need, whatever it is, and if they've got a headache or upset stomach or, or feeling bad, well, you know, it's pretty hard to be a vivacious 
temptation for Christ if you're half dead. And so when we can minister to someone physically, mentally, or spiritually, then we've met that need. And when it's met, they're happy. You know, they're, wow, what else do you know? Well, let me tell you about Jesus and so forth. I just praise the Lord for your little testimony there. I want to hear the rest of it one day, and maybe uh, you can tell me how I can get it. But, uh, uh, yeah, when I see you now, I see Jesus shining through your face, and, and it just brings joy to my heart. And I think of so many others out there just like you were. And I believe that many people who are still sitting on bar stools will have a part in the finishing of God's work one day, and they'll stand on the sea of glass and sing the victory song, you know, saved by the grace of God. Eh? Wonderful. Yes, absolutely. Praise God. Thank you guys so much for your time today. I have one more question for you. Where can we find this content that you're going to be posting? Okay. Well, if you go to YouTube and you just punch in super... Good news. Good news. Uh, dot org. Okay. And it's www.supergoodnews.org. And if they will go there, that'll take them to our website. And if they go there on February 1, which is next Tuesday at 7 o'clock, we'll be on. And There's they can one. learn uh, the good news, super good news of the gospel super good news. <laughs> without ever leaving their home. You know, you yeah. can and you can watch it down there and and Vic has a whole bunch of friends over there in Ukraine. They'll be watching in the Ukraine. I have oh, a bunch man. of friends back in the eastern, southeastern US. They can watch it there. And that's the wonderful thing about these modern uh digital ways. Yeah. You can virtually go all around the world, never left your home, uh, but you're still preaching the same good news. Yeah. So will this just to uh, check one more time for our audience here, the link is not only live, right? Let's say they miss the meeting on Tuesday night. Can they watch yeah. it on, on Wednesday? Yes. It'll okay. be archived, and archived. they can awesome. watch it at their leisure, uh, but it actually starts next Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That was and, my question. Yeah. Victor, and also, I, yes, we hope to have a, a Zoom follow-up to each meeting where if they got questions, all oh, I can ask them. Like and a question we'll be on answer type of thing. Yeah. Answer those questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you again for your time today. I know our audience is blessed from our conversation. Victor, can I have you pray us to end this podcast yeah. today? Yeah. Thank Loving you. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that heaven is only a prayer away. And your ear is always tuned to our faintest cry. And Lord, thank you for your love made evident to us in so many ways. Thank you for sending Jesus, your only begotten son, into this world. Lord, to take our place, to be our substitute, to die in our stead so that we might have life eternal and one day walk those streets of gold, not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done for us. And Lord, we place our faith, our trust in you. We, we love you because you first loved us. And we thank you, Father, for the opportunity to reach out and to share the good news, the super good news with 
so many others, Lord, who have never tasted of the joy of serving and knowing you as their Lord and Savior. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus who washes us and cleanses us from all sin. I'm thankful, Lord, that, that you, are, you are willing to choose and to accept whosoever will. I'm thankful that your arm is not shortened, that you cannot save, and neither is your ear heavy that you cannot hear. And you said and you assured us in your word that whosoever cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. We thank you, Lord. The door of mercy is still open. The uh, people still have opportunity to, to accept Christ. We know that time is short. And, Lord, we want to place an urgency on, on, on this uh, opportunity, on this call of, to ministry to, uh, for people to accept Jesus. This is not time as usual, Lord, uh, dear ones. The world is coming to an end and swiftly. And so I pray that you will just uh, impress hearts, honest hearts, sincere hearts, people that are searching for truth. I pray that you will impress them and lead them, Lord, to, to our website. And, and may they receive Christ and Christ alone as their personal Savior. So bless us, Lord, and bless this young man that we are dialoguing with here now. Bless his ministry. Bless his preaching, Lord, this uh, weekend, I pray. Watch over all of us. Keep us in your love and care. And one day, may it be our happy lot to spend eternity with you in your everlasting kingdom. And this is our prayer, and we ask it in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. To him be all glory, praise, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.